Thanks for joining us at the Montrose Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at montrosechurch.org. Have a great day. I'll say a few things that I was saying. It's good to be with you even if you are online with us. This isn't ideal. We don't prefer this, but here we are. We're trying to keep people safe and do the best we can. And Gabby said it best. Um, If we can just be praying for everybody. The staff has been affected by COVID. Some of them are struggling with symptoms and different things. Everybody's doing well, but if you can continue to pray for them, that would be huge. That would be huge. And just all our congregants, the different people in our church who are facing um, different illnesses, COVID, whatever's going on, so we can be praying for them. But the worship band kicked it off. We're going to continue in worship, and the word is going to be preached, and so I'm excited to be here um, with you bringing the word today, and I want to just invite you to engage. Lean in. Um, go grab a cup of coffee or maybe your fourth cup of coffee. Um, and this has been a fun series. Pastor Dave's been going through this series, our summer series, Once Upon a Song. Once Upon a Song. We've been talking about hymns and newer songs and these powerful stories that are uh, surrounding these hymns and the lyrics that are also powerful. And what does it mean for us today? And we've been talking about how music has power. And music does have power, doesn't it? Music is everywhere. It's on TV shows. It's on movies. It's on our radio in the car, it's when we go into shopping different areas, the music's on over the speakers, and of course we listen to music on our headphones, AirPods, earbuds, whatever you listen to music with. Um, I have high school students in my group who literally wear headphones all day and are constantly listening to music. Music, music, it's everywhere. And music has power, it affects our emotions and our moods, it encourages us, It calms us down. It can motivate us. It brings us happiness and joy. Even preparing for this uh, message this morning, I listen to music, worship music. It's kind of my thing. It really helps me get ready to preach. Music speaks to us in a way that mere words can't do. Music and songs tell stories, good and bad stories, but stories we are constantly listening to and engaging with. So we're going to continue to talk about a couple songs today, a little bit later in the message. But the title for this morning's message is A Story of Strength. Write that down, A Story of Strength. So let's talk about being strong. Do you feel strong this morning? Some of us are like, not that kind of strength. We're not talking about that kind of strength. But do you feel strong this morning in your life? where you have the strength to take on each and every day, like you're in control, do you feel strong? Maybe some of us. Sometimes we feel strong, right? Other times maybe not. And this is something we can agree on, I think, is there's moments in our life where we're feeling strong, but something happens and all of a sudden we're like, wow, I'm not so strong. I'm not. My life is a little more fragile than I thought it was. Here's a funny but uh, true example uh, for me. I have a small fear of the ocean. And you're like, Colton, how could you? You live in Los Angeles. I know, but I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm from Colorado where we have mountains and like a couple lakes. Um, So we don't have these big oceans, right? But here's the thing, okay? I love the beach. I love going to the beach, all that stuff. 
ankle height water, love it, knee height, love it. But when I'm out there treading, that's when the fear starts to kick in. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I've seen way too much Shark Week, way too much. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we go to our high school camp. It was a lot of fun, and I'll update you a little bit on high school camp. And, and John took the junior hires the week before, and just a couple of great weeks. Um, we actually had seven kids that were baptized on Friday, and it was awesome. Um, just an amazing week where God was glorified, and he did some amazing things in the hearts of young people. So I'm really thankful for that. But at camp on Thursday, uh, they give us a recreational time. They say, hey, go do something fun off campus. And so we go to the beach. And so we're all at the beach hanging out, having a good time. And it's like 3, 3.30. And so there's pretty big waves. They were like eight, nine feet foot waves. They were um, pretty big. So the students are out there trying to jump and getting wrecked. And they're diving under them and having a good time. And they're like, Cole, come out here, man. Come out here. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get out there. So I go out there. I'm in the water, I'm feeling good, having fun. And then we slowly start to get a little further out into the ocean, right? All of a sudden, I'm treading water, I'm swimming, and that's when that fear starts to kick in. And sure enough, I'm with all the students and something brushes my foot, and I yell, ah, something just touched my foot. Freaking out, I'm freaking out. And I look to my right, and there's a student just so annoyed, just like, are you serious? And the student goes, Colt, that was seaweed. I go, no, it wasn't. That was a stingray, a jellyfish, maybe a shark who kind of missed me, but he's coming back. I'm just freaked, right? And the student, again, having none of it, seaweed. Um, so I feel kind of strong. I do. I feel like a strong guy, but when I get in the ocean, I'm reminded I'm not that strong. Literally anything can take me out in the ocean. And I'm reminded by you lovely people, you're not just going to get randomly bit by a shark on the beach, but, you know, shark week, you know. I feel strong until I get into the ocean, and the ocean is massive. Um, imagine, and you guys have all been here, standing on the beach, looking out into the vast ocean. And you are literally on one spot of one beach with your one perspective looking across the Pacific Ocean, right? And there's oceans all over the world. But all of a sudden, the, our, our lens just goes, and we're reminded that life and the world is a big place. And we are not that strong. We're not really in control. We like to think we are, but we're not. There's other moments that reminds us um, of these things too. Um, this is especially for young people. Uh, young people, uh, when you get your first injury, when you break your first bone, you're like, wow, I didn't think this could happen. Right? When I was a freshman in high school, I was playing football, and I had my first serious injury. I broke my thumb, um, and I was like, no way. I have to sit out? What is this? And older people can help the younger people. There is a day that's coming where you will wake up, and you'll be kind of sore. And this is just starting with me, and I'm like, ah, no way. Life is kind of fragile. Um, maybe it's our careers or your career path, Right? We have this career that we're excited about. It's going well, the job of your dreams maybe even, and then something happens and you lose your job. The career is flipped upside down and you're reminded, man, life is fragile. I thought I was in control, but maybe I'm not. And maybe I'm not that strong. And this is one that all of us will face sometime if we haven't already, but the loss of a loved one. How could this happen but we're reminded that life is fragile and we are not that strong. 
But here's the beautiful thing. Here's the beautiful thing about this morning's message. When we can get to a place of vulnerability and let go of the reins, let go of control, that's when the Holy Spirit can begin to transform our life. That's when we can find Christ's strength to be enough for us. When we put down the fake walls of strength, the facade, and Jesus can come in and be our strength. Our text for this morning is 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. This is Paul. It says this. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul gives us this really cool text, and, and, and we see right away that he's struggling with something. Paul has something that's nagging at him, and scholars have all kinds of different thoughts about what this is. Um, but we don't really know. There's different thoughts. But this thorn in his side, it's crippling him. What is this? But I don't even think it matters what he's actually struggling with. It's the fact that he is struggling with something. And it's a big deal. And it's causing him pain. And he pleads with God, take it away, take it away, take it away. But he doesn't. God doesn't take it away. But he hears Christ say to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I'm not a brilliant theologian by any means, not even close. But I wouldn't put strength and weakness, right, together. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but this, if you know Jesus, this is how he kind of works. The upside-down kingdom, the first will be last, and the last will be first. The humble will be exalted, and the exalted will hum be humbled. This runs along that same kind of vein as when you are weak, then you are strong because of God. And for us, that's hard to get. That's really hard. It doesn't fit our desires. It doesn't even really make sense a lot of the time. But if we can just slow down and breathe in, let the Holy Spirit work on us, we can get to a place where like, yeah, when I let the reins go, when I realize that I'm not in control, Christ can be my strength. So church, can we lean into him being our source today, the author and perfecter? He is with us and he is our strength. Um, I think if God were to sit me down and have kind of a father-son chat, um, I think he would talk uh, to me about a, f a few different things, but I think he would say something about how I need to be constantly in connection with him and trust in him, right? God is not after giving us more independence, right? We, we think we need all this independence, and in some cases we do, but with God, I think we need connection to him and to be trusting him and giving him the reins of our life. And so I think God would say something like this to me, and maybe this is for all of us this morning. You need to realize that you are in no position to manage your own life. You don't have the wisdom, the insight, or understanding about the universe required to make the best choices. How about you turn over the long-term stuff to me, and I will handle your past, your future, and for today, I will give you exactly what you need. And scriptures teach us the same things here. Matthew 6, 31 through 34. 
So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. I'm going to read that one again for all of us. Verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Luke continues along the same path here. Luke 12, 25 through 26. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And wisdom literature continues. Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs tells us, man, we have ideas. We have desires. We have this this path that we think we're on and we feel like we're in control and then something happens and we realize we're not. Our life is more fragile than we thought, but God's purposes will prevail. Um, so I'm wondering how many of us really stay in our lane with this. If we can give up the reins of our life and stay in our own lane. Here's some questions for us this morning. Are we letting God forgive and heal our past hurts, our failures, losses, and traumas? We don't have the strength to heal our past. Only God can do that. Are we letting go of all our tomorrows, the unanswered questions, the unknown twists and turns, the things beyond our control? Are we surrendering today, letting go, knowing that our strength won't get it done, but his strength is made perfect in our weakness? Okay, so we are after some strength, but we can't do it by our own power, not even close, church. Something happens and it ruptures our plans and we're reminded we are not in control of the universe, but we know who is. And so we must lean on Jesus to be our strength. So let's look at a couple songs here. This is what we've been doing for the summer series, looking at a couple songs that will help us with this idea. The first one is called Day by Day, This Beautiful Hymn. When Pastor Dave told me about this hymn, um, I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of it. I was like, what is this? Uh, I looked it up, it's cool, and, and the lyrics are really awesome. And here's kind of the story uh, behind Day by Day. In 1865 in Sweden, Carolina Berg began to write out a few lines of poetry from life lessons that had transformed her artist's heart. Lena, as she preferred to be called, had been writing poetry from a very young age. But at the age of 26, something happened that changed the course of her life. She was very close to her father, who was a Lutheran minister. They were traveling by boat across the lake in Sweden when he was suddenly swept overboard. Tragically, he lost his life that day. Something changed in Lena. Those who study her work mark a very distinct change in her poetry before and after this moment. Her new way of writing took on a much simpler and deeper kind of meaning. For many, the consummate representation of that depth and simplicity is captured in those lines she wrote in 1865, just eight years after her father's death. This is day by day the hymn. They deeply, deeply reflect the truth that God offers strength. We aren't that strong, but he is our strength. So church, I'm going to just read these lyrics um, and just let these wash over you. Day by day and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. 
Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I have no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. Every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer me. He whose name is counselor and power. The protection of his child and treasure is a charge that on himself he laid. As thy days, thy strength shall be in measure. This the pledge to me he made. Help me then in every tribulation so to trust thy promises, O Lord, that I lose not faith, sweet consolation offered me within thy holy word. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meet, ere to take as my Father's hand, one by one the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. Really cool and powerful lyrics that the church has sang over and over, just like a lot of hymns, to remind us day by day we need God's strength. Day by day we can't do it on our own. We need Christ's strength. In our weakness, he is strong. Can we sit in that space, church? Can we put down the fake walls of strength and rest in Jesus? Because he is enough. So I don't know where you are this morning, but some of us are in need of some strength. Whether it's a little bit or a lot, can we surrender our life to Jesus? Can we sit in a place of humility and vulnerability and say, you know what? I'm not in control of my life. I need God to be my strength. And maybe we can even get to this awesome, amazing place where Paul says in 2 Corinthians, what we read earlier, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. I delight in them in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, the second song, uh, Surrounded, is from, uh, it's called Upper Room Church. And here's the story behind this song, Surrounded. We sang this one too, and we're going to close with this one here in a, a little bit. But this is the story behind Surrounded. Several years ago, Alyssa Smith, the worship leader at Upper Room, was in a prayer meeting. She said this about the creation of the song. We started with a little song about thanksgiving and praise. And as we started singing and praying, the Lord started highlighting the power of thanksgiving and the power of his finished work. One of our prayer leaders started reading through Second Chronicles where Jehoshaphat sends the Levites before the army and the Lord asked the Levites to go before the army and sing praises and it would confuse the enemy. As he was reading that, the Lord started reminding me of the passage in 2 Kings 6 where Elisha and his servant were surrounded by the armies and Elisha prayed that the Lord would open his servant's eyes and see the chariots of fire that surrounded their enemy. As I was singing this song, I thought about the passage that led to me singing, this is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. The song came out about six months later when the pastor at Upper Room Church asked the worship team to sing what they had been praying over in simple words and the melody came together. The song take up, takes up the powerful ancient tradition of repeating truths over and over until they sink deep into our thoughts, feelings, and spirits. That's kind of a cool story about that song. So this song by Upper Room Church, Surrounded, it's about feeling like you are surrounded. It's about feeling like you're not in control and maybe you're fighting some battles. And church, that's us. 
Maybe you feel like you're fighting some battles this morning. Maybe you feel a little bit fragile. Not that strong. Just like me when I get out in the ocean. I'm not that strong. But that's okay. Because Christ is our strength. This song reminds us that we are surrounded by God. Emmanuel, God is with us. He is the one surrounding us as we lean into his amazing peace. All right, I'm going to invite the band back up. Come on up, guys. We're going to take our time, and um, we're going to sing this surrounded song one more time. And I just want you to engage at home. Sing it loud. Let it be an anthem, a declaration over your life right now. Um, I don't know what you're facing at home, whether it's little things or big things, but can we lean into Christ's strength for us? And can you accept his strength today, church? Can you embrace the truth that when we are weak, when we surrender, when we let go, when we trust God, that is when we are strong? It doesn't seem like it, but it is. So I'm going to say a quick prayer, and then we're going to sing this song, Surrounded. And I... uh, Uh, I challenge you to just sing it at home. Just belt it out. Doesn't matter if you're a good singer. We're not even here together, so you can really let it go. Um, I'll pray for us, and then we'll sing this song, Surrounded. God, thanks for today. Thanks for just this um, quick message about how we are not that strong, but you are. And so help us lean into that this morning, that you are a strength, God. Day by day, you give us what we need. And God, no matter where Montrose Church is, all the people listening or at home, whenever they're going to listen to this later in the week, would you be with them? Would you help them realize that you are near, you love them fiercely, and you want to give them strength to fight their battles, God? Because they can't do it on their own, but you can. So can we lean into that today? We love you, Lord. May we lift this song of praise to you, God. When I feel like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you, Jesus. We love you, and in your precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at the Montrose Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.montrosechurch.org. Have a great day.